Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. You know, something I was thinking about is um, in our journey towards our divine progress, we must remind ourselves that there will be a lot of distractions. There will be things that will try to push you aside, things that would like to grab your attention and try to confuse you and disappoint you and uh, give you a reason why not to just want to continue. You're doing something great in your life, but you know you want to focus on something little and you find yourself, come and put aside. That's not what God wants. And this is a thing we must remind ourselves because every single day you wake up in the course of this year and in your journey to significance in your journey to purpose there will be things that will want to take you off so every day has its own adventure sometimes in the journey of life people put their focus on the wrong things and they're not able to do the right thing but i pray that in the name of jesus as we begin to hear the word of god you'll be taking the right decisions it's never too late to take the right decisions are you listening to me now paul the apostle was in prison when he wrote Philippians, and he said to us that I know the kind of things that's going on around me, but I made up my mind I'm going to strain towards the right purpose. I'm going to press into the right things in life because he knew that it's in making progress towards goal that I can fulfill God's mandate upon my life. Now, the word strain, the word strain, which is used in some translations, actually, it's like a word that you can look from a an athlete's point of view. Because when you, are taking, when you are doing your exercises, you are straining. So he's talking about, for me to make progress, I need to stretch. I need to pull beyond convenient or comfort zones. If we're going to make progress, we have to do things that might be beyond just the ordinary. You have to be prepared to stretch a little. You know, the choir minister powerfully told us this morning, but I want you to understand that that didn't come from just waking up out of, the, out of their bed and just doing something great. They had to stretch themselves. They put time into rehearsals. They had to go beyond just the comfort zone. You can't become anything good in life without stretching. No matter who prophesied into your life. Paul said to Timothy's son in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. He says, this charge, I commit to you, Timothy, my son, according to the prophecies that went before you. There are prophecies that went before you, but I'm giving you a charge. He said, you have to wage good warfare. Somebody said, good warfare. If you're going to keep that career, you must wage good warfare. If you're going to keep that ministry, you need to wage what? Good warfare. If you're going to keep the good marriage you had, you have to what? Wait, good warfare. Nothing good stays good without working on. That beautiful garden of yours needs to be mowed. Good warfare. When God called us and he created us, he called us into a life of progress. Progress is your portion. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, when God made man, he said, this is my plan for them. He said, I want them, I bless them, and I want them to be fruitful. I am calling you to be fruitful, to multiply. 
and to have dominion. I don't want you to remain little. I don't want to stay in the same spot. I want you to stretch the goodness I place on the inside of you. I have given you a seed, but that seed must grow. That's God's plan for us. So this year, you must tell yourself that God has called me to progress. He has called me not to stagnation. God did not call me to wander around. He didn't call me to backslide. He didn't call me to just drop the good things I am doing. God called me to move forward. He called me to, to build on it and to do great. Amen. You have to refuse the lies of the devil. Tells you that you can just rest anyhow. It's like somebody who started their work late. And after about a few minutes they say, you know what, it's break time. What have you done to deserve that break? You have to walk in. You have to press in a bit more. Amen. You have to know that this is your year of moving forward. Advancing in good things. You have to progress in your spiritual work. Progress in your finances. Progress in your career. Make good progress in every area of your life. Receive that in the name of Jesus. Now, to make sustained progress requires strategies. If you're going to make sustained, remember what I said, sustained progress. There has to be strategies. It's important. A person without strategies for their life goals, they only have tragedies as an option. That will not be your portion. You must make progress and it requires strategies. Now, if you're going to understand these strategies, the Bible is full of them. And this morning, we want to look into one of those strategies. As well as maybe a couple of the strategies. In Matthew chapter 25, which is our core text this morning. Matthew 25, verse 14 to 18. That's going to be our core text today. The Bible says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. We called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. Please note every single bit of this passage. The man traveling gave his servant goods, his own goods. I want to begin by reminding you that no matter what you have, what you thought you worked for is not really yours. God gave it to you. God gave you your life. He gave you your breath. He gave you your chances you had in, in life. He gave you the mind to study. He gave you the marriage, that beautiful marriage of yours. He gave you the wonderful children you have. He gave you the everything you had belongs to God. We are custodians. We are stewards of his true riches. No matter what you have. If the owner of breath comes and says, you know, I know you're a billionaire, but it's time to go. I'm not ready. I want to buy the best hospital. They cannot buy your life. Everything we have on earth belongs to God. So this man called his servant. He said, I'm giving you this, my goods. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. To each according to his own ability. Please note that. You might have felt, well, why did you give my brother two? You gave me one, you gave the other guy five. The Bible says to each one according to his own ability. Sometimes we think we have more ability than God really gives to us. If I don't point it, we think we know ourselves better than God. If you work with God enough, you understand that there are things about your life you don't know. And sometimes God is keeping you away from your own failure. 
Even things we can kill you. God said, I know you, my son. I know you, my daughter. I know why I'm not yet doing this for you. Not now. There are blessings that can kill people. If they are received before their time. And the Bible says the blessing of the Lord make it rich. Adds no sorrow. Bible says he gave his servants according to each person's ability. Ability. Sometimes you think you can handle much more than God gave to you. But God says, I know you. There are some kind of blessings that take people away from faith. Take them away from every single thing they thought they stood for. And immediately after he gave them the gift, he went to a far country. Verse 16, and when he would receive five talents, he went and traded with them. He went and traded with his five talents. The one with two. And so when he traded, the Bible said he got five more talents. This year, in the name of Jesus, as you trade with what God gives to you, there will be increase. There will be progress. There will be progress as you trade with the spiritual truth you are receiving. There will be increase. You will see increase in Jesus' name. As you trade financially, you will see increase. You will see increase emotionally. You will see increase in every area of your life as you trade. Then the one with two went and traded. The Bible said he got two more. Verse 18, but the one who received one went and dug in the ground. Look, look at this very well. The Bible said he hid his Lord's money. He locked down what God gave to him. He hid the lost money because there was a lockdown in his head. He created a lockdown beyond lockdown. He hid it. Have you not heard this lockdown? I'm hiding my blessing. I'm, I'm burying my talent. I'm burying my service. I am burying my prayer life. I am burying my... Listen. He hid his lost money. He hid it. He, he felt justified. Didn't the government tell us to hide? I am hiding it. He hid it. This morning, the title of my exhortation is Small Steps, Giant Strides. Or you call it Small Steps, Giant Outcomes. Small Steps, Giant Outcomes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this unction upon this service. I ask that you open every heart of everyone that will receive this word. Here and hereafter. That none of us will remain the same. I pray Holy Spirit Lord that there will be fresh unction upon us. And I pray as we begin to make steps. Lord the wind of the spirit will lift us. You will blow over the blessing and cause there to be increase. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. In Jesus name we pray. Every great thing in life starts small. Everything. It starts small. But the question is, what is small? What is small? Because why small is relative. What is small for you might not be small for me. For one person, 10 is small. For another person, 10 is big. For somebody, 100, and you could put any unit behind it. It could be 100 pounds, it could be 100 euros, it could be 100 dollars, it could be 100 hours. But whatever the thing is, small is relative. 
That's what I want you to understand this morning. There's a story in Luke chapter 12 from 1 to 2 thereabout. The Bible said it was in a church setting like this. And the Bible said everybody was casting their offering before the Lord. And Jesus Christ sat and the rich people came forward and they were giving some big money, 4.5 billion. And Jesus Christ watched it. Then a widow came along. And the Bible says she gave a mite. Then Jesus Christ called his apostles. Every single day is always a training class for Jesus and his people. Then he said to them, he said, listen to me. That widow has given much more than everybody else. <laughs> and he said, it doesn't make sense. We saw what she gave. She gave only a mite. And those other dudes, they gave a lot more. Jesus Christ said, you know what? Those guys gave out of their plenty. Out of their 60 billion nets. But this other one gave all she had. So small could be big. Are you following me so far? Small steps, giant outcomes. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12 verse 48, the B part. He says, for to whom much is given, much is also expected. So when we look at small, how do we define small? Small, it's a matter of endowment. A matter of what God has given to you. And a matter of the truth revealed to you. It's a matter of the truth you have in you. And a matter of what God is giving to you. That's why to whom much is given, much is expected. You have to simply start from somewhere. Start where? From somewhere in relation to what God has done in your life. I'm not talking about offering only here. I'm talking about starting your life small. Starting your career small. Starting your goals this year small. Start from somewhere where God has revealed himself to you. Progress, my dear friends. Therefore, it requires you pressing. This is actually progress. I, I wrote this on. Pressing is a function of your weight. So when we talk about small, it's a function of your weight. If you're working with somebody who is tall, they might say to you that you are walking slowly. And one stride, you are taking two. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> they are taking two. They are just like this. They are just like this. And you are, like, you are trying to catch up. They are taking small steps, but you are taking two to catch up with them. It's exactly the same thing about making progress in life. That's why you don't just measure yourself with another person. You measure yourself according to what God's given to you. What God has done in your life. Do you listen to me now? Progress it begins with a step. And whenever you start from the small beginning, God notes that. It's important. You don't stop from the small. This is a point. You don't stop. You don't say because, you know, all God has given to me is a small. No. Once you start small, you don't stop. You begin to press your weight from there. We are in a generation that does not understand this principle of starting small. Today's generation is one that we want to start something today and, and make it big for the whole world tomorrow. People begin to advertise themselves when they have nothing to advertise. People begin to make so much noise. 
They begin to, you know, unless I have it big, I don't want to start. Unless the man is rich, I don't want to marry him. Unless, unless she has everything, I don't want to be with her. People want to start something big. But they don't know the value of smallness. They don't understand it. We're in a generation where people don't know what it means to start small, with small steps, and have giant outcomes. As you continue to add to your small, on a regular basis, your small becomes big. Do you get my point now? It becomes big. Small things are often despised. It is, it's just there. People just despise small things. They don't actually ask themselves whether they themselves have got what it takes to even do it. But because they can see small, they say, oh, you bought this small car. Is, it, is this a car? Or is it another car? You bought a small, oh, it's a small house you bought. Small things are often despised. That's why God said, who is it that has despised the days of small beginnings? You see that? Because God knows people despise it. Spiritual people despise small beginnings. How many people are in the church? Just a few of them. About 10. Hmm. Just about 20 of them. Hmm. We begin to despise small days. In John chapter 6 verse 9. The apostles, the disciples of Jesus Christ, when they faced a crowd of over 5,000 5, men and, you know, not counting the women and the children, the Bible said the multitude needed to be fed. So Jesus Christ said, okay, you guys, go feed them. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nobody can feed these people, not even if all of us begin to add all our year's income together. But then somebody said, but there is a little lad here who has five barley loaves and two fish. Someone said, shut up. We are talking about feeding 5,000, not counting the women. You are saying five. Get out of here. This is how you come and waste our time in the boardroom. What is that in the midst of this multitude? They despised it. But Jesus Christ wants you to know that it is by having small steps that you can have large outcomes. So he said to them, no, come on, don't get the five loaves. Get it together. Let's have it. When you place your small in the hand of God, you end up with a large outcome. Are you following me? The Bible said when they gave it to Jesus Christ and he blessed it and broke it. This Bible said at the end of the day, they had 12 baskets left over to gather together. This year, in the name of Jesus, in your year of progress, as we begin to take every single step and blessing it, put every single step in the hand of God, I speak increase coming upon it in the name of Jesus. I speak quality coming into your prayer time. 
If all you can start with is 30 minutes of prayer. As we encounter God, I pray in the name of Jesus, you will begin to see life coming into it. As you put your one hour of fellowship with God, I decree in the name of Jesus, you will see value coming into it. In the name of Jesus, somebody here must understand that God has released increase upon these people. Receive it in the name of Jesus. When you start with a small door open in the house, I always love this when people say to me that, you know, we didn't know Concord House is like this when you look at it from outside. I like that. I like that kind of feeling. I like when people can not see you finish. You know what? I don't know how to say that in a proper English. <laughs> when you are... Eh? When, you, when they are, your life is still loaded with compartments of surprises. Even in that marriage, I decree in the name of Jesus, may God bring freshness upon you. It doesn't matter how long you've been married together. I pray that in Jesus' name, may God pour in oil for newness. There's nothing beautiful. Nothing beautiful. When you can find out, wow, this relationship for many years, we are still fresh. I can still see God using you in new ways in my life. When you enter a house, it's only one door. And then the door leads to many other rooms. Do you understand this? That contract might seem small today in your hand. I decree in the name of Jesus as you remain faithful. And as you walk faithfully, in the name of Jesus, may it begin to open up. May it begin to open up into bigger things, bigger deals, bigger contracts. In the name of Jesus. Remember Joseph. He was a prisoner. Let's even leave all the time in Potiphar's house. And then in the, one day in the prison, his fellow prisoners had a dream. And then they said, you know, we just need somebody to interpret the dream for us. And then he he didn't just take it like these are dreams for prisoners. He interpreted the dream well. Years later, the king needed somebody. The king is calling for you this year. Oh, I said, I call. He's coming to you. God is opening the royal door for you. In the name of Jesus. You will work with kings. The royalty on the inside of you will become revealed in the name of Jesus. So the king invited Joseph, all he had was a contract to interpret a dream. Nobody told him he was not going back to prison. Nobody told him there is any deal after his. And he interpreted the dream. And then he told the king the solution to the dream. He never thought he was going to become a prime minister. I pray that a surprise increase, surprise promotion... Surprise promotion is coming to you in the name of Jesus. As you remain faithful in the name of Jesus, bigger things coming to you. If you ask many people who are into entertainment industry, and you say, how did you get this role to play this major cast in this, in this film? They said to you, well, the one I did before here was just a little, a little role. I was just giving a very little role to play in a major film. Uh, all I did was just serve the king or I just did something. I was just a cab driver and somebody saw that. Somebody will see your faithfulness in little. 
in the name of Jesus. Someone will see your faithfulness a little in the name of Jesus. I wish I have a believing people hearing me this morning. That's how it goes. Nothing in life completes itself without being added to. Nothing. Wherever you are right now, whatever you have in your hands, it's not yet completed until you add something to it. Zero plus is zero is still zero. You have to understand God wants you to add something to something. If you're talking about progress, you're talking about progress, God wants you to make progress by adding to your faith, add to your... You have to add to something. Let me get ahead of myself this morning. You must add to something for it to begin to grow. For it to begin to grow. Growth is a process... It's not an accidental occurrence. It's not. It's not. It's not. And that's why it's important for everyone who, you see something that seems okay, and then you desire that. Someone worked on it. You see, uh, you see, uh, uh, Particularly, let's talk about relationship. You see a married couple, and then you say, you know, I, 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 who do you want to marry? What kind of person you want to marry? I want to marry somebody like my uncle. Somebody like, that. your uncle. Auntie worked on uncle. Uncle worked on auntie. Are you getting my point now? Someone worked on someone for you to see what you like. When you look at their picture several years ago, they didn't look like it. You must understand that that business which you love, somebody worked on it. That ministry you saw, somebody worked on it. Somebody must know that growth is not accidental. It comes by somebody working on something. And the grace to work on what God gave to you this morning, receive it. There's nothing wrong in thinking big. For people, because today is our future leaders, that's why I'm focusing on young people. You meet some folks. You know, they're thinking big. So what would you like to do? I like to do that. I like to do that. It's great. Nothing is wrong in thinking big and talking big. But your hands must start small. Very important. Every living thing must grow from small to big. No matter how tall your father is, you must grow your own height. Nobody jumps up and stay up. If you jump up, you will come down. The law of gravity will bring you down when you jump up. You have to grow up. Somebody say, grow up. The Bible tells us in Psalm 144, verse 12, it said that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. And our daughters may be as pillars sculptured in the palace star. Isaiah 53, verse 2, that a part, he says, he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. Everything that God does is about growing. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 to 15. Ephesians 4, 14, he says, we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness. And deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love that we may grow up. Somebody say, Grow up. God believes in growing up, He believes 
in growing up because he's the author of every beginning. This year and that this day particularly because I had this clearly in my spirit. Many of you are taking a decision to begin from your small plot. Everywhere you are right now, you are going to begin from that point and you are going to begin to grow forward. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He does not come by just prophesying it. He comes by acting it out. Do you know forgiveness begins with a step? It's a step. It could be a small step. But you have to make a step. Somebody wants to ask for forgiveness. They are walking around the point. You know, yesterday, you know, when, when, um, I know if you thought I meant to say, if you thought, don't say if I thought. You know what you did. But God honors your small steps. But not starting is a problem of many people. Not even making any heart to start keeps you where you are. There are eight benefits I want to talk about about small beginnings. What are the benefits of small beginnings? Number one, it gives you reasons to celebrate each step of progress. This year you will have reasons to celebrate. When they say, does anybody have a testimony, you will not be folding your hands. You say, yes, yes, <laughs> I've got one because last week I was there. Now I am here. Do you understand? When you start small, you have reasons to testify. You have reasons to celebrate. The Bible tells us in the act of creation in Genesis chapter 1, God could have done everything the same day, but no, he did everything le level by level, step by step. And at the end of every day, the Bible tells us that God will look back and he will say it was good. He had reasons on daily basis to celebrate. You will have reasons every single day of this year. Every day of this year to say, Lord, I thank you. I know where I was in January. I know where you have brought me now in the name of Jesus. Number two, quickly because of time, solid foundation. When you start small, when you have small beginnings, you have solid foundation. Very important. Jesus Christ was telling us about the benefit of starting small. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, the Bible says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat that house. And he did not fall. You see that? Because there was a solid foundation. Because it was built upon the rock. It was built. It started small. Because when you are building on the rock, it takes time. When you are building on the rock, it feels like you have not spent money. But you dug down. You are taking your time to build. You are starting small. Somebody must understand that that's your blessing this year. What you are starting will not collapse. What you are building will not collapse in the name of Jesus. Mental development. Another benefit of starting small, there is mental development. Mental development. As you are starting small, you'll be able to remember, well, I made that mistake when we were year one, when we were year two as a ministry. you remember how that occurred. And so you are beginning to develop. And if you're in a relationship, you can remember how you made mistakes. You can adjust those things. Paul the Apostle said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I talked like a child. He says, it's important for you to understand that these things all carry the same thing. He says, I understood as a child and I thought as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. Development is important. That's 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11. Also, number four, building capacity. 
When you start small, small beginnings, there is building of capacity. The Bible says in Luke 19, verse 17. Luke 19, 17. And he said to them, well done, good servant, because you have been faithful in little. Have authority over many. You see that? The guy had been faithful in over five talents. Over five cities. So he gained five more. And then the master said, well done. And when he took the talent from the unprofitable servant, guess who he gave it to? The one with the bigger capacity. When you as a ministry, we as a ministry, when we show we are faithful over little, you begin to celebrate everyone. Every two. Are you following me? You don't say to yourself, well, you know, we have not seen brother dad. We have not seen sister so. We have not seen so, 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 and so. No, God begins to bring them back in one family, in two families, and he's watching what you are doing. He's saying unto you, I'm watching you. If you are faithful, over one. He said, I will add many more to you. And I say, that's our testimony in Jesus' name. Number five. He gives you references for victory. When you learn to start small, references for testimony for your victory this is important many people don't actually have a reference they can't tell about what they have done to get to this point because they won the lottery so they don't know the process they cheated so they don't know the process of growth they don't know how they got it the bible says an inheritance that is hastily begotten at the beginning it diminishes but because you started small you have a reference point David, the man, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, the Bible said when he faced the giants, he didn't just come out. You see, all his brothers had no reference. They joined the army, but they had no victory. But David, he had been fighting lion. He's been fighting bears by himself in the wilderness, in the night. And so when he faced Goliath, he said, the God, <laughs> the God who saved me from the hands of bear, who saved me from the land of lion, that same God, he will give me victory. Receive your testimony in the name of Jesus. The God who saw you through the first level of your exam, who gave you the level of qualification, that same God who gave you testimony how you left that company, and you move on to the next company. And you did that project. And you qualified in that level. That God, he will see you through the next level. Receive it in the name of Jesus. You have references. Many people don't have references. Because all their life they were cheating. They didn't want to start small. They didn't want to start small. They don't know what it means to start a ministry small. They don't know what it means to start a career small. To start a relationship small. They just saw a big house. They want to move into it. You've never, you have never managed a room in your life. You want to take over a five bedroom house. Got to learn to start small. References. Number six. You have a platform to bless and teach other people. When you start small, you can bless people. You can teach others because you know the process. You know the process. You can start. You can say, you know what? I, I thank 
you. When you see the fact that you are, you have been through that stage, you can actually raise other people. God raises you so you can raise other people. He blesses you so that you can bless other people. That's the whole purpose. You can start listen. I love this because as a believer, you knew how you struggled when you started, how you couldn't make it. I always remember this when I started Christianity, when I when I was saved, and I will I will struggle, and then I will smoke, and then I I will be moving away when I got to church, you know, and I, you know, I, no, I, you know, I really was not that a bad sinner, but I was a sinner. And what I was doing was bad, but I was struggling to quit. But I had a friend in church, a brother who loved me. He didn't even look at me. He appeared as if he didn't see the things going on in my life. He loved me the way I was. And then he would bring the word of God to me. And he would go with me home. I would drive him to my house. He would sit down. And I'll be thinking, oh gosh, did I spray the house before I left this morning? You know, and he would come in. He would appear as if he didn't notice. He didn't judge me, but he would bring the word of God to guide me. He showed me the love of the master. Imagine if he didn't do that. Where will I be? If not for the love of God, because I started small, I could teach other people. So when I see sinners who are struggling, I don't condemn them. I don't push them out. I have hearts because I know somebody had heart for me. This morning, in the name of Jesus, I wanted to receive this grace, this capacity that we are who we are, not by ourselves. It's because God raised other people to raise us. This day, in the name of Jesus, receive the grace to restore many. It was Jesus Christ. The Bible said our priest, our high priest, he was tempted in every way, yet without sin. Therefore, he could look at us and he would have mercy on us. So it wasn't surprising to me when God called me and he said, I'm giving you a ministry of restoration. Oh, wow. Because he restored me. And therefore, others could be restored to you. Paul, the apostle, knows, he said, I know what it means to abound. And what it means to abase. I am confident with many. I am comfortable, comfortable with many. And I know how to handle plenty. Are you following this? Because I have passed through the ropes. You can teach other people. You can bless other people. You will not look down on them. Number seven. It makes you humble and relatable to others. It makes you humble and relatable to others. Many folks are not humble because they are too full. When they see a person who is small, they condemn them. Many people's anointing only function when they see a large crowd. They can only, they can only minister in a 5,000 congregation. They put them in a 50. They say, who are these people? Who are these people? I will prepare for the congregation of 10 or 5. The same way I prepare for that of 10,000. It's the same commitment when you understand that it was God's grace. As we bring this service to an end. And I want to close with the last one. When you start small, when you understand the benefit of it, my dear friend, it gives you joy and fulfillment to see what God has done. It gives you joy, fulfillment. When you look back, it makes you to appreciate the God in you. That God, you did it for me. God, you did it for me. He makes you humble. Remember Jacob? When Jacob left home, he had only one promise. Just a blessing from his father. There was no money given to him. There was nothing given to him. Then he should just go and he's blessed. But when he was coming back home, 
He said, with my staff, I crossed this river. I have become two company. This morning, in the name of Jesus, as to start small, I see you becoming two company. I see sons and daughters coming with you. I see houses. I see troops. I see troops coming with you. In the name of Jesus, as you receive it, you begin to see what God has done. You begin to see what God has done in your life. In the name of Jesus, COVID came. COVID will leave you. And I say you will see what God is doing. Ha, ha, ha. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message. Please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.com hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.